Thanks for listening to this podcast of Bet MGM Tonight. Our show is live every weeknight from 7 to 11 p.m. Eastern on Odyssey radio stations around the country, odyssey.com, as well as the Odyssey app. Let's talk a little NBA Finals, recap the NBA Finals with our guy Chris Carino, who predicted Bucks and Six as the die. Chris, we got to get you a quick, real quick. What's your pick for the series, real quick, before we get out of here? Who uh, wins it in how I many mean, games? I'm, I'm going. I'm going Bucks and six. Bucks and six. My I'm, man. I'm going Thank Bucks you, Chris. Thank you. So that's Chris Carino right there. You can catch him. Compass NFL play-by-play announcer, obviously voice of the Brooklyn Nets. Chris, thanks so much for joining us once again here tonight. I am so glad that we, we were able to dig up that 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 clip just to, to prove to Quentin that that we knew what we were talking about about the box right. Man, um I, I would like to issue an apology yep. to um <laughs> All the Bucks lust lovers out there that predicted Bucks in six. I should have listened to former Washington Wizards point guard, the Brandon Jennings. Yes. Bucks in six. Bucks in six. Man, Chris, your thoughts on that Ooh, game last night? Enough, <laughs> amazingly enough, to me, is that Brandon Jennings was traded by the Bucks in a sign and trade to Detroit in a deal where, in which Chris Middleton was a, a throw-in, yeah, a mm-hmm. second-year guy, a, a second rounder. Uh, he thrown into that deal for Brandon Jennings. And I saw Middleton hug Jennings last night after the game, but Brandon Jennings, who was there, and, of course, coined that Bucks and Six phrase. Um, I think it was incredible how it all came full circle. It really was. It really was. Um, and that scene last night, the atmosphere at the Pfizer Forum, yeah. and watching Giannis be able to celebrate that with his family. I'm not going to lie, Chris. I shed a tear because – you know, when Giannis gets bounced in the playoffs, there's always that slander that he can't hit his free throws. He needs to develop a jump shot. And finally, I mean, he scored 50 points in an NBA championship game in an NBA finals clincher. So your thoughts on his performance last night, not only last night, just that entire series. We didn't even know he was going to be able to play after he was injured game four against Atlanta in the Eastern Conference finals. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, we, we talked right before the, the first game, and, I, you know, you asked me for that prediction, and that was knowing that Giannis was going to play. I mean, just you just knew he was going to play. There was nothing going to keep him out of this series. And to, to see what, at a high what a level he played at, I mean, that's one of the – last night was one of the great all-time performances I've ever witnessed. Uh, he, he was just so dominant. And the importance of home court, I think you saw it last night. Uh, he – he was so much more comfortable at the free throw line last night. I mean, he didn't have 20,000 people counting and yelling at him. And I thought he, I thought he even sped up his free throw routine last night because mm-hmm. I was trying to count in my head. And normally where he would be, you know, shooting it when the crowd gets to around 11 or 12, and I know their, their counts a little faster than, yeah. <laughs> than normal, but, but he seemed to be getting it up around, around 8 last night, which I, I, I said that, you know, two series ago, why doesn't he shoot a little quicker? Maybe to help him make some. But, you know, I, I think in the past, his his ineffectiveness at the free throw line has prevented him from really being aggressive and taking it to the basket. Yeah. And I think he was in a groove. He was in a rhythm last night. And his, you know, his aggressiveness was – you know, notched up to 11, and and I think that really made the difference. I mean, think about in past games where he does not make those free throws, and then think about last night. I think, you know, that was the difference in the game 
was making those free throws. And I know we could talk about a lot of things, and free throws aren't that exciting, but it was. It, I think it really it, it won him a championship last night. Chris, what do you think about this Phoenix Suns team in terms of their future? Uh, a, a lot of the narrative, especially when the Suns look like the clear-cut favorites starting the series 2-0, and protecting home floor, was around the fact that Chris Paul would be back. You know, this is a team that he's comfortable with. They could be good for a very long time, which all those things can still be true. But do you think, number one, will Chris Paul be back with that Suns team? Um, you saw some rumors today from uh, my guy Mark Spears that the undefeated that the Lakers are looking for either Chris Paul or Russell Westbrook to join the team in L.A. and help them go to back to where they're looking to go. Do you think Chris Paul's back and also just the future of this Phoenix Suns team in general? You know, I don't know about Chris Paul. I don't know what his thinking is right now. I, I would think, you know, he, if he can get a longer-term deal, maybe. Uh, he's got a huge number for an option next year. You know, do the Suns want that? I, I don't know. I really don't. I really, it's a fascinating question is where Chris Paul ends up and what his impact is going to be. I mean, he's getting, why? He's going to be 37 years old. Yeah. Um, you know, how long, how much, how much money and over how long a period of time are you going to commit to a guy that old? And I think, you know, you saw, you know, you, you, you saw some things start to slip in during this series. I mean, I don't know how healthy he was. Um, yeah, I know he had issues with his, his shoulder earlier in the playoffs. He had a wrist in, in the going into the final. His hand was bothering him. He had a lot of uncharacteristic turnovers uh, late in games, the last few games of that series. So, I, you know, I, I don't know. I'd be really careful. But from a son standpoint, I think it would, it would make sense for him to go, hey, let's run it back. But I think he knows. I think he knows how good the West is. I don't think he knows how difficult that will be. Yeah, There's no guarantees at all. But I'll say this, as far as the future of the Suns are concerned, Devin Booker has been a great player in this league. He took it to another level in the playoffs, and he showed that this is his team, and he can lead this team, and he can lead this team and be a winning team. So I think, you know, Chris Paul was a great mentor for them. I think he taught guys like 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 Booker and Aiton how to win. And now I think they can take it from here. And they may try and add some – some younger, better pieces, you know, guys that may want to come and play with that team because, because of what you have there in Booker and Aiton. Now, Aiton, he, he's going to be a key part going forward. He learned some valuable lessons going against Giannis. Yeah. You know, he did not meet him with the kind of force the last couple of games that Monty Williams, remember that clip that went viral where Monty's kind of telling Aiton on the bench, you know, you got to play with force. Yeah. You got to play with power, even when you're he not didn't scoring. Do that. Yeah, yeah, he didn't do that. I, you know, and I and I think Aiton's a really good player. I don't know if he's ever going to be a great player in this league, um, but he's going to be key. And I and I and I still think you got a guy like Mikael Bridges, who who plays with such poise that's beyond his years. I mean, I think when you talk about big threes and you talk about uh, teams built around three players, as it seems to be in the NBA, I think those are pretty good players to build around. You know, something that you mentioned and just talking about Chris Paul's age and, and just playing in the West, I I think it kind of goes unnoticed the fact that he and this Suns team really were um, advantageous in terms of their scheduling. LeBron and AD hurt. 
not basically non-factors in the playoffs. You you meet the Clippers with just Paul George. You you see Denver without Jamal Murray. It's just like all these things had to go right for them in a truncated season, less regular season games, even though they're you know closer back to backs, yeah. less less uh, three day trips and or three day rest. But man, just to to think about Chris Paul and what his body has gone through at this age to then have to do it again in the West with the retooled. Uh, uh, Western Conference, Klay Thompson's coming back, Steph Curry, um, where's Dame going to end up? All these factors, man. I, yeah. I would really be discouraged. You know, I'm not Chris Paul, but I would, I would, I would be a little discouraged looking at the landscape of the Western Conference, uh, and, and when everyone's healthy again and seeing I, if I could run it back with yeah. this Phoenix Suns team. You know, Chris Paul, I, I feel bad for him in a way because I, I don't want to say that this is as close as he was ever going to get to a championship. You can say it. it. Be, yeah, we said it. Yeah. <laughs> it might be because don't forget the Suns were not supposed to be in the finals. Right. I mean, you mentioned all those things in the breaks that went their way. The 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 I, I think the thing you're going to have to preach in in Phoenix is patience because mm. they this is not where they were supposed to be this year. This was not the plan. This is accelerated. You know, I, I they they didn't even make the playoffs for the last ten years, right. and you know they won they they went undefeated in the bubble in Orlando last year. People said, "Hey, this could be a pretty decent team." You know, maybe make the playoffs next year, be a be a middle of the pack playoff team in the West. Maybe you know, maybe win around, and because everything broke their way, like you just mentioned, they end up in the finals. Yeah, and. And not only do they end up in the finals, they, they have home court and they win the first two games. Right, man. I mean, that is going to just set the bar, I think, unrealistically high for them next year. You know, Pat Riley had a book, and he, and he called he called like a, a franchise's ascension. He called it the innocent climb. Hmm. You know, you, you, you show that you're a good young team, you, you know, you, you, you nip at the heels of the playoffs, then you get in, then you went around, then the next year you get to the conference final, and then you, and then you use all that experience and, and you get to the final and maybe one day you win it all. You, the innocent climb. The, the Suns skipped, skipped a bunch of steps, and I'm not saying that that's their fault. You win as many games as you can, right? but, you know, they're going to face a, a really – high expectation level next year that I don't know if it's fair to expect that next year. You know, if they don't win a championship next year, people think it's a, it's a failure. Right. It's not, you know, they're ahead of the curve, keep building. And that's why I don't know if Chris Paul fits into that. Well, we you are. Know, and, yeah, no, exactly. And I, you can't I, get caught up. You can't get caught up and going, well, we we got to go after it again next year, so we need Paul back. Well, no, maybe you save that cap space and you start to add some other younger pieces, and then maybe you te- take a small step back next year, but you're poised to really go for it and set yourself up to be really good in a couple of years. Chris, while we're talking about next year, I'm already looking at next year's title futures, and uh, the Suns are 14 to one, which kind of surprised me a little bit. The Jazz have better odds than them in the West. The Warriors have better odds than them. I was also kind of surprised to see the defending champion Milwaukee Bucks now at plus 800. But over at BetMGM, the overwhelming favorites are the Brooklyn Nets, plus 225, right next to the Lakers, plus 450. If you're a betting man, are you just throwing your money right now on the Nets? Because I'm not going to lie, I am. All they have to do is stay healthy, in my opinion, Chris. That's a big if, though, Ryan. Right. Right? That's a big if. And uh, I think the, you, the reason that is and the, and the reason you see the odds of where they are is you look at this, the Bucks were able to win a championship 
and they were an inch away from being eliminated by a net team that was without Kyrie Irving and had half a James Harden. Yeah. Right. Not even half. And maybe less than yeah, half. Yeah. <laughs> you know, his inability to, to really push the pace at all. Yeah. You know, I think I think if either one of those guys stays healthy, they win the series against the Bucks, and they probably, uh, you know, it, it pains me again to say this out loud, but, you know, we, we, we may have been hoisting a – a, a Larry O'Brien on the corner of Flatbush and Atlantic in Brooklyn. I, I completely agree with that, Chris. Chris, thanks so much yeah. for giving us some time again, man. Good luck this NFL season. Love your work with Compass, doing play-by-play for the NFL. We'll be listening to you, voice of the Brooklyn Nets, of course. And I'll be, since my Bucks finally got one, hey, unless, Chris, unless the Bulls are any good this year, which I have no hope for, I'm going to be rooting for you and my wallet. Well, Ryan, thank you. We need everybody on the bandwagon. <laughs> hey, anybody but the Knicks, right, Chris? Just kidding, of course. <laughs> anybody but the Knicks and the Yanks. Great talking to you guys. Thank, thank you, you so much, Chris. That's Chris Carino, voice of the Brooklyn Nets, Compass NFL play-by-play announcer. I was actually kind of surprised when I looked at this at BetMGM, and this is what I love about BetMGM, king of sports books. Oh, the only sport book. Plus 225 odds for the Brooklyn Nets, the overwhelming favorite. The Lakers plus 450 after LeBron loses in the first round of the playoffs for the first time in his career. The problem is, man, Anthony Davis, I, I just can never trust him staying healthy. I was arguing with people in Milwaukee for the last three years. Not so much people in Milwaukee, more national guys. AD is a great player, right? He's not better than Giannis. He's not better than Kawhi. Nope. He's not better than Kevin Durant. AD's a nice player. I don't know. He's just... To me, he's just missing something. I don't know what. Well, I mean, he's he, he's missing health. health. Yeah, <laughs> he's, he's missing games. Health, health. The healthiest I've seen him was in Space Jam too, when he turned into the bad guy. Yeah.